Hey, it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios' premier wrestling podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Open Frequency Radio. I'm your host, Sam the SLV. Alongside me today is a uh, returning guest. Um, he was just on a couple months ago. Good friend of mine, freshly out in Seattle now, well, two months now. It's Jamie, Jamie Craigate experience. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Good to talk to you again. <laughs> Good to talk to you as well. It's, it's been a while. I feel like it's been eons already. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm thinking, like, I you were the last person I hung out with in Providence, like the night before I left. And I want to say that was like very early December. So it's been at least three and a half months now, I believe. Wow. Really that long? I think so. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, no, it is. I, it feels like yesterday you just moved out there. I know. I know. Um, it's, it's a weird feeling like the sense of time and everything since I've been out here, like in some ways it feels like I've been out here for quite a while. But in other ways, I feel like I'm still just freshly getting into it. So, um, but it's all good, you know. I mean, I, I I'm happy, I'm content, you know. Uh, yeah, there's there's so much we can talk about. But so so, how does it feel to be back home in uh in Seattle over there? Um, it feels very natural. It it feels great. It feels just like it, just like home, you know, over a decade ago when I was still here then. Um, you know, I'm not currently like living in the city right now. I'm on. Vashon Island, which is where my family lives. Um, so you got to take a ferry to get there. Um, it's pretty rural and a lot of like evergreen trees surrounding us right now. I'm actually currently sitting in a cabin. So it's, you know, can't get much more like woodsy than that. But um, it's it's great. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really having a great experience. Uh, I just started working like a month ago already. Um, and that is in the city. So I got to take the ferry in every day um which is you know it's quite the commute it takes up like almost three plus hours of my time a day 
Um, so it's a little different than Rhode Island, you know, where I could get to work in like 30 minutes or something. Um, but it's great. You know, like every time I go into the city, I'm just like, God, there's so much here. It's really grown a lot. I mean, it's like a mini New York almost. It's, re- it's definitely bigger than Boston for sure. Um, and, you know, I mean, a lot of stuff is still closed down because of the pandemic. Um, like there's no live venues whatsoever um, doing anything as far as I know. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's just it's so cool to walk around. The scenery is spectacular. So many great views of the Puget Sound and then like all the mountains surrounding us. It's just I forgot how much like I think I kind of took it for granted when I was a kid. You know, I didn't appreciate all that stuff. And now, like, I'm in my mid 30s and it's it's a whole different ball game and i really take it all in and i can't wait for music venues to open up again and just really experience all that well especially like i mean we had this talk a while ago where i said it'd be better for you to get out there and you know even for your music career not just you know your personal um endeavors um yeah i have a feeling that would be very lively for you um in regards to that absolutely you know i mean there's just like there's endless music opportunities out here um just from going to shows, you know, to collaborate, collaborating with people and whatnot. And then just, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but, um, I haven't, I haven't even begun to try to immerse myself into it yet since there's not really much going on. Um, and it's kind of hard to tell when that's going to be able to happen. I mean, I'm looking at like tour dates for some bands and it's looking like at least some artists are getting comfortable with scheduling dates for like, fall time or something it looks like have you seen that uh yeah i've seen a couple of bands uh doing that yeah uh some bands up here are starting to but not too many i think a lot of them are still kind of like up in the air waiting to see what happens uh, over the next like over the summer yeah definitely um yeah, I mean, I was, I, I mean, I'm still obviously following a lot of what's going on in Rhode Island and Providence, and it looks like at least some of the venues, like the ones that I would used to play, um, are getting comfortable with doing some sort of shows, in, like indoor shows. So that's cool to see. Um, I don't know, like I, 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 and even like some of my friend musician friends there are starting to play, play regular shows again. So yeah, there's um, been a couple of shows that have, that I know people have gone to. Um, nice. But, you know, they're obviously doing the masks and making sure that the they're not reaching capacity. You know, they're only at a certain percentage. But yeah. it's good to see, like, the, you know, the art scene kind of, you know, flourish. I mean, granted, we don't have, as you know, you know, the music scene here is okay. Mm-hmm. But if Providence has anything due to Brown and, like, RISD, there is, there, there is definitely an art community. Maybe not a music community, but, like, an art community. Like, PVD, like, I think shows the best of that when we do pvd fest absolutely um and i think you know i mean you could categorize it a little bit that providence definitely does have a bit of a music scene granted it's quite small and you know we all kind of know each other we're like a big extended family really in a lot of ways um but i was honored to be a part of that community because there's a lot of amazing talented people that i met throughout the years and you know that i would just love to jam and collaborate with and play shows together so that was really cool but um, I definitely agree that PVD Fest showcases like all the art um, that happens in the city and how well it thrives. Um, and I was, I think I played there like two years ago. I think it was 2019. I played a solo set. Um, you and Andrew, for, I thought. Say that again. Was it you and Andrew? 
No, it was just me. I remember Andrew couldn't make it to that gig, so I just played a solo set, like 25 minutes or something. And I had, you know, a dozen people watching, but it was pretty cool to play on this rather large stage on a beautiful sunny day, you know, um, and just seeing all the cool stuff going on. But um, yeah, that's a that's definitely a festival that's really flourished uh, throughout the last five or six years. Like I remember going to the first one many years ago and like everybody was just kind of like, what is this? This is weird, but it's kind of cool, too, you know, um, because you don't have just the music going on. You have like there was some guy like walking on a tightrope, I feel like. And then all these like flamethrowers and other stuff like that. Uh, acrobats, I think we saw one time. So quite a different array of things going on for sure so how's your how's your family feel having you back in the vicinity not having to call you like at a three-hour gap <laughs> yeah all i have to do is like take a 20 second walk and i'm i'm down at the house you know and there they are um well i mean my parents live in the house and then my brother lives in his own place a little further down on the property but um it's great you know um like sometimes i feel like maybe we see almost a little too much of each other nowadays, but you know, cause I still definitely value my space and whatnot, but I mean, they couldn't be more thrilled and I couldn't be more thrilled to be back in the vicinity with each other again. And, you know, yeah, not having, especially in like this last year, cause like my parents and I were doing like zoom calls weekly and you know, that got kind of tiring for me after a while. It was just like, I, I don't like the platform very much. And I don't know. So I, at least we don't have to do that anymore. And yeah, it's great to catch up, but I'm definitely, um, I'm thinking like in that by May or so, I definitely plan to find my own apartment in the city and that'd be good. Cause then I won't have to commute by ferry and I won't have to wake up so godly early in the morning. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely cool. And even then I'll still be pretty close to them. I can certainly visit on weekends, you know, and other, obviously all the holidays and whatnot. Um, so it's, it's definitely a great feeling. Nice. Nice. You, um, what was I going to ask you? Um, so, so you mentioned your brother, how's your brother doing? I know he had a yeah. quite a spill. Yeah. So, there. Yeah. And he, it's, I mean, I made sure I asked for his permission to post it publicly and whatnot, but yeah, it was like a couple of months ago. I think it's like exactly a couple of months ago, really. He was skiing up in the mountains just east of Seattle and he, lost consciousness actually and then fell out of the chair ski lift like 40 feet into the snow which is a uh, quite a fall um it was hard packed snow which probably is what saved him um but yeah he uh broke a dozen ribs or no fractured a, a dozen ribs i think broke his pelvis um something else like his back was a little busted in his nose as well but i mean he is pretty much almost 100% fine now. I mean, he can walk independently without any assistance. Um, he's at work again, you know. Um, so the prognosis was like a six-week recovery, and I would say that he was fine within five and a half weeks or so. Um, but I think he had to stay. Holy shit, that was loud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's Providence. Well, um, it's funny. It's, it's gorgeous today. It's like the first weekend of spring. I have all my windows open because it's like 60 degrees out right now. Nice. I'm jealous. We haven't quite hit 60 yet. We've gotten pretty close, but it's actually not a bad day, though, for the second day of spring. So, um, 
But yeah, I mean, like he was living with us for several weeks and that got to be kind of tricky after a while. Because, um, you know, we were all kind of trying to take care of him. And But yeah, he's good now. So thanks for asking. No, you know, I remember I met him. I've met him once and, you know. Right. I do again, remember. like, you know, anyone who's a family, you know, friend of you, family of you, you know, is you know, equally, you know, just as important. I'm trying to remember, like we uh, when he was visiting, I think I was still living at Medway then. Um, you live we at Medway. I was with Bree. Went down the street to um, what you call it, McBride's. I think it was McBride's. Uh huh. Yeah, that was a fun time. Yeah, because I was I was dating Bree at the time. That's right. Over. But I'm glad that you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. I do remember that. That was a that was a good night. Yeah. Um. So. Obviously, over here, there's a lot of Irish and Italian, like, restaurants and pubs. Like, what's what's more fluent? Because, you know, I haven't been to Seattle. Like, what's more fluent in terms of restaurant? What do you see more common over there? Um, it's interesting that you brought that up because, like, it was St. Patrick's Day, I think, on Wednesday or something. And I was talking to my colleague at work about that. I was like, you know, there isn't a very big Irish population in the greater Northwest. Certainly not in the Seattle area. Um, so, I mean, you didn't see too many people even wearing green around the city honestly. And I saw maybe like two or three people actually properly dressed up for St. Patty's Day. But um, so that's not very common. And obviously, Rhode Island and Providence in particular has quite a large, as you said, Irish population. Um, what you see a lot of is seafood around here. It's very, very popular. Um, salmon in particular is there's all sorts of different kinds. Um, and then I don't know. I mean, there's quite a kind of like Providence has a vast array of cuisines. Um, you know, I think Italian actually is rather large out here, um, Chinese and all sorts of different Asian foods. Um, and then my favorite, uh, comfort food place is called Dick's. I believe I've told you about that before. Um, you know, you get a vast assortment of burgers and fries, but it's just so fucking good. Um, I don't know, maybe you could compare it to like Sonic or something. I've never really been to a Sonic, so I'm, I'm not sure. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, I was just telling, I was telling Ken, I just redid a floor, and my fucking, my knees are, like, on fire. 13 hours to ki kill off a floor, but, like, I was just talking to Ken downstairs, and I was like, yeah, you, you know, he asked me recently, I need to come out, and I'm like, I just so want to go to go out to Seattle, you know. Yeah. Obviously, the, with the way things are right now, you know, I'm I'm going to Georgia for my 30th, I think I told you that. You did, uh, yeah. Um... And, you know, I'm, I'm just putting time in my house, but, like, you're, like, on my list of, like, moment Seattle, you know, somewhere down the road, if not later this year, next year, definitely. Yeah. I'm making my way you know, over to the, uh, you know, good old Seattle, you know, grunge capital of the world. Yeah, I can't wait for your visit, man. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's not this year, then definitely next year. Um, I, I think already that I'm already thinking that I'll probably hit up the East coast sometime next year, probably summertime or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's just like endless amounts of things to see around here. And I mean, of course, a good chunk of it is in the city, but like, even beyond that, there's so much to explore out here. Um, like two weekends ago, we went to the coast for my dad's 70th birthday and, I hadn't been out to the Washington coast, at least, in like probably 12 years, or at least before I moved to Rhode Island. So it was really cool to see that again. And, you know, you can see like orca whales or even big 
uh, gray whales sometimes out there. That's like, I don't know. I mean, you don't see that too commonly around the world, I feel like. So that's pretty cool to see. Um, but yeah, dude, um, when you visit, there's just a laundry list of stuff we're going to have to check out for sure. Oh, and you know me. I'm always about... <laughs> I'm always about, you know, just going out and doing things. Well, that's the thing. You and I have always been able to just go and, hey, want to do something? Want to do X, Y, Z? Yeah, why not? Let's just yeah, make it happen. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, like, update me a little bit with what's going on with you and the area. Has anything really changed since I left? Um, no, not – well, I mean, I think you might have missed it. Uh, you know, my brother's – older brother's having his fifth. Um, you know, another boy. Okay. Yeah. Um. Nick moved to West Palm Beach. Um, I don't know if you heard that. that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he got a good he got a good job working for uh, Raytheon, Pratt and Whitney. So nice. he was like he he was up in the air about. It. He's like, I don't know this and that. Da, 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 da. And I go, and and the more he gave me reasons that he wasn't sure if he should go, I'm like, Nick, that's a pro. That's a reason why you should go. <laughs> I go, totally. I go. He's gonna be 27. He's still young. You know, I'm like, you can always move back here. So he moved to West Palm. And, like, in the first first week he's there, he calls me. He goes, Sam, I'm working in the building. They build the rockets for NASA. <laughs> he was, like, freaking. He was, I don't think I'm coming up. I'm coming home for a while. And I'm, like, I figured you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually going to try to make my way out to see him, like, spend, like, a month and work down there because I'm still working from home till October. Wow. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just a lot of house stuff right now. Um, you know, I finally, I finally got a primary. It took me forever just to get a primary doctor. And, you know, I've been having, I think I told you, I had some issues with my wrist recently. Yeah. yeah. So I was able to get into my orthopedic who performed all those surgeries like 15 years ago. So he's going to like, he's going to be able to look at it and let me know if there's a uh, other issues going on. Nice. Um, Good. hear that winner, you know how winter gets. It's, it's been a lot of, um, <sighs> Not as cold this year, but a lot more snow. Yeah, I saw you guys got, like, quite a few days there, or even weeks of snow, it seems like. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like, we didn't get the cold that, you know how usually February it's like, fuck, it's negative four for the next week? Yeah, it's pretty bitty, bitter there for quite a little while. Yeah, we didn't have any of that. We didn't have any of that this year. Um, Like I said, more snow. The snow lingered. And then, like, we'd get that one day that was 50 degrees and melt most of it. So, yeah. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm glad it's warming up. You know, that was the one thing I was telling Nick. I go, Nick, do you like the cold? He's like, no. I'm like, then it's time for you to go. I'm like, I don't like the cold. <laughs> I hate the cold. Um, I mean, so, like, go ahead. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, that's why I want to eventually get my, make my way down there for, like, a month and just be able to stay warm. <laughs> I feel that. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's pretty mild out here in the wintertime. We got like one i think it was one weekend where we got like almost a foot of snow which is kind of unusual but um it was all gone within like two days though um but like the coldest it gets is maybe 30 and that's about it so um definitely more mild climate i think than the new england area in the winter time at least i was gonna ask about that why does see uh, at least where you are it sounds like you don't get a lot of snow Right. But you're like, um, are you more north than Rhode Island or like? I think we are a little bit farther north, honestly. But you don't um, get as much snow, which is weird. Yeah. I don't know why. Because like, 
I can't explain it. Um, Cause we're like separated from the ocean. Maybe that's it, honestly. But like, we're still in the Puget Sound area. I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just like constant showers though. Actually, it hasn't even rained that much this winter, which is kind of unusual also. It, there's been quite a few nice days. Um, but right now we're definitely a little colder than you guys are. Yeah, but you guys, you know, will definitely be moving, you know, I'm assuming sooner rather than later, it's going to be warming up a little bit. It'll definitely warm up um, and be probably be a pretty nice, comfortable summer. It doesn't get nearly as humid here as it does in the Northeast. So that's another another thing that I kind of like about it. Well, that's always been that's always been the case about um, the West Coast I've always loved. You know, every yeah. time I'm going to Arizona or California, it's like dry, hot, but dry. Yeah. It's a different kind of heat, for sure. No, whereas when I was in Georgia back last July, you know, it's like 80-something degrees. The humidity's nasty. And I was, like, in jeans, you know, my Hawaiian shirt, (laughs) you know. So how was – you going out on any dates? You're kind of, like, just, you know, just trying to resell yourself in still? So I think that – like when I first actually got here, like within the first week or so, both my brother and I were kind of like, we were on Bumble for like a maybe three or four days. And I kind of communicated with, uh, I don't know, a few people. But then like, we're like, I was like, I don't know, I'm just arriving. I'm not even living in the city right now. So I, I quickly got rid of the app. And I was still kind of talking to somebody from Rhode Island, honestly, anyway, but that's since stopped, which is fine. But um, I just got Bumble again, like, a little over a week ago. And within this last week, I've connected pretty well with this girl named Sarah. So we're going to get together on Tuesday, I think. Like, Tuesday afternoon, right out of right after I get out of work and take a walk in the park and everything. So I'm kind of excited about that, actually. She seems pretty cool. She definitely digs really great music. And she can play the banjo. And she can sing. So, And she's also, like, 5'10". Um, so I'm thinking this could potentially be kind of cool. I'm hoping. Well, I mean, it sounds like you might have a music collaboration in the works. I know. I've been loving to have somebody play the banjo. And even when I was, uh, jamming with Andrew, like, you know, the last couple of years, I always thought his guitar kind of sounded like a banjo. Yeah. You always had that twang to it when he, um, played. Exactly. Yeah. It was really cool. I miss playing with that dude for sure. Have you talked to him since you left? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've kept loosely in touch. I've sent him, you know, like links of little song song pieces that I'm working on or guitar riffs, whatever. Um, I think he's playing pretty full time with this other band now. Uh, I don't know what they're called, but um, but he lives in like uh, East Connecticut. So if he's ever playing in Rhode Island, he's got a little bit of a commute ahead of him for sure. Did he move out there? Yeah, he moved um, over a year ago, I think. So, but we barely saw each other throughout the entire pandemic. So we never really collaborated much, but I think I told you that I saw him one last time, like in November, we got the jam for like an hour and that was a lot of fun. So good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, you know, and that was something that we were looking, you know, we're glad we finally got to do, you know, I've shown a couple people in they were, they thought it was cool. The, uh, Anna Ang. Anna Ang. Yeah. The, they might be giants cover. Yeah. <laughs> That was a fun tune. It is a fun tune. Um, I shared that with my parents, like, 
shortly after I got here and they thought it was funny. They didn't really get the, the lyrics, but you know, it, still, it was good. <laughs> uh, My parents are just like of a completely different generation than yours are for sure. So, well, yeah, like, my, mine are mine are younger. You know, mine are yeah. you, know, you know what you you know my parents. You know, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're ten years younger. Or so, like my my dad definitely appreciates Zeppelin and the Stones and the Grateful Dead. I think, and but like anything past like the early seventies or so, he's pretty much unfamiliar with. I think. Well, there's a lot of people like that, even ones who aren't as old as, you know, I, I know people, people, you know, my parents' age who are stuck in like 1985, like not in a, not in a bad way. Right. But, you know, they won't listen to anything past a certain point because, you know, they don't, they don't have the avenues that we do in regards to finding music. Um, yeah. Great. You know. My father was very tech savvy, which is why he was able to get into music, you know, get into newer bands and whatnot. But he's always been open to new shit, you know. He grew up listening to like punk and new wave and uh, like the alternative, you know. Where, you know, now that I'm getting older, and there's definitely, I definitely have these moments where I like, I'll hear something, mm -hmm. and I'll be like, shit, I think I'm becoming like, I think I'm getting old because then I'll hear something that's like. I'm out of touch with pop culture, I've realized recently. Yeah, same. Where I'll hear, like, what do kids like to listen to? And then I hear it, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm so out of touch. Like, what? <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know what I realized? Like, apparently the Grammys happened last weekend. I didn't even realize they were going on. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, what is it? Billy Ellish or whatever? I guess she's pretty popular right now. Um, exactly. See? Right there. Then <laughs> Taylor Swift obviously is still apparently going strong. Um, yeah, but I couldn't name any of their songs. So that's, I'm definitely with you on that, that I'm totally out of touch. But like you and I, we have the internet where we, we can find, like, we're not like, oh, you know, this isn't the stuff we listened to when we were kids. You know, you and I can come across shit, you know, and always go, hey, did you check this band out? Came across this. They're from here. They four, you know, they're like five years old. They have a couple albums out. Y you know, we know how to find music compared to, I think, the older generations where they weren't able, they didn't have that avenue, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> my dad still uses a flip phone, so that should uh, pretty much set the scene right there. Um, and then, like, I don't know. Yeah, neither of them have a Spotify account. And they're just not, I mean, he's strictly said he's not even really interested to kind of explore some of what's out there. I mean, yeah, he appreciates good music, but, like, I don't know. He's a little curmudgeon with some of that stuff. Uh, but we were talking about other music. You know what? I've, uh, one band that I've kind of been rediscovering lately is they're not existing anymore, but they're called Morphine. And they were um, they were from Boston, I think, actually. And they had like a two string bass player, kind of like Chris Ballou from The Presidents. And then they had a saxophone player and a drummer. So no guitars or anything. But having they had like a really sick sound. And I would recommend checking out a couple of their tunes if you're up for it. You know I always am. Do they have Cambridge Mass 89? Do they have any yeah. hits on the radio? Uh, one of their top songs was called Buena, B-U-E-N-A. Yep. Okay. So I would check that tune out for sure. And then another song I really like is called Early to Bed. Okay. Okay. I'll have to check them out. I'll have to check them out. For sure. Um. 
I've been listening to a lot of, um, man, I have to go on my Spotify quickly. Um, I've been listening to a lot of different, I've been all over the place. A lot of prog again, more mellow stuff. Um, so recently watched, uh, Talking Heads Stop Making Sense, the live DVD from 84. Oh, nice. Yeah. Interestingly enough, that live performance is the first digitally recorded performance. Like, like, I don't know if it's like, I know the whole thing, start to finish, every instrument was recorded digitally. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but it's it's cool, I, you know. I'm, I, I, I've actually been listening great. to the Talking Heads a lot. Yeah, I, I only know like maybe two or three of their songs, and I should probably familiarize myself a little more because I could see myself getting into that stuff for sure. Yeah, you know, and you're like me. You like to watch musical performances. Yes, definitely. Definitely watch Stop Making Sense. Like, it's an hour and a half long. I think you would love the perf- – just – I didn't know a lot of the Talking Head stuff. Yeah. But once I heard this – watch this, I've just been eating them up like crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, how many hours had we spent in your living room watching just random live performances throughout the years? A lot of hours for sure. That's been one of our focal points. I mean, let's let's yeah. let's talk. We met through a friend at school, and right. you know, one of the first times we hung out was we. I went to one of your shows. We've we've mentioned it a million times. The good old zebra show. Yeah, um, zebra or like we've gone. To, we've done. Um, oh, what else? I'm trying to think. Um, uh, blue oyster cult. Blue uh, oyster cult, or like we've um, residents together at the what was that place called the wolf den yep yeah um you know i think i've met one of my i met one of my exes through you you know (laughs) going to one of your shows yeah i do remember you know just uh just you know your music has been a big connection at this point i was just thinking about it if we had to pick What artists you and I have? What video? What what live performances we've watched the most? Who do you think we could? Uh, I mean, I would say that Tool is probably pretty far up there. Um, Tool, yep. We've watched quite a bit of Primus. I feel like, or a good yep. little. Um, we saw. We probably saw a few Presidents videos. A few might th- they might be Giants. Like we really connect with most of my favorite artists, which is really cool. Um. And then we've watched just kind of random hit songs. Like, what was it? We watched Manic Monday. We watched Cindy Lauper, you know, because we just like to joke around, obviously. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we like to have a good time. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't wait to go to live performances again. That's what I really miss the most. Um, and... If we can time it right, whenever you do visit it out here, we should definitely go see a show, even if it's a local band or something, something, you know, fun for sure. Oh, you know, I'm in, you know, I'm in on that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know you keep mentioning it and I, I you know, but mean to ask you what, what, so what have you been doing for work recently? Yeah. Um, so I'm doing pretty much the same thing that I was doing in Rhode Island. I'm teaching pre-K. Um, 
this time it's a it's kind of a, it's a much smaller school it's literally one classroom and there's five teachers total that includes the director um and then there's on a full day there's 14 kiddos um and i'm really enjoying it i started i think mid-february so a month into it now um i i you know i mean there aren't actually really any challenging kids like no troublemakers um, and I kind of want to challenge in some ways, you know, but I don't want to jinx myself either, but it's, it's been really fulfilling and I've already brought my guitar in a, a handful of times and we are we're having a blast jamming and whatnot. Um, and we get to take like these neighborhood walks also, cause we're like right next to some awesome city parks. So it's kind of cool, you know, exploring and whatnot. Um, and it's a really it's a pretty residential part of the city and it's not too far from where I used to go to community college right before I moved to Rhode Island. So I'm pretty familiar with the neighborhood already. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really good job and pays nice, which is definitely great for me, especially living in a more, somewhat more expensive city. Um, and I'm, yeah, like I said earlier, I'm excited to get an apartment. Definitely going to try to find my own place. I don't want roommates anymore. I did all that in Rhode Island. I don't need that anymore. Um, so, yeah, a lot of good things on the horizon for sure. So currently, you said you're living in a cabin. So if you don't, you're you're <laughs> avoiding the roommates. Um, I'm assuming you currently have no roommates. Yeah, I have no. No, I mean this this is a cabin my dad built like a few years ago. Um, oh, okay. It's, it's right on my parents' property. It's just. I don't know. It's a little place when I'm not here. It's a place for like seclusion or whatever. Um, but there's a bed in here and I've kind of made it my home. So I'm literally looking out at a forest of trees right now as we're speaking. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's got to be nice. That's got to be nice. Yeah. So are the uh, I got I to ask. So are <laughs> the you know, obviously out here. Duncans are like a dime a dozen. There's like thirty right. Duncans, like within Providence alone. Yeah. Um, is the equivalent because Starbucks comes from Seattle? Is is the equivalent with Starbucks out there, where it's like a million Starbucks, or is it? As... I wouldn't say there's probably quite as many as there are Duncans in Providence and whatnot, but um, there's quite a few. There's definitely more Starbucks here for sure than there are on the East Coast. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'm guilty and I uh, go there on occasion. I'm not a, the biggest fan. And I think, as you know, there are no Dunkin' Donuts in the Northwest. Um, so there's there's a couple of Krispy Kreme places, Ooh. but it's not it's not the same. Um, <laughs> I got to say, I do kind of miss Dunkin' a little bit, but I mean, it's not a game changer. Um yeah, I don't know. I got to find a good like breakfast sandwich shop. That's what I got to find, and I haven't found one yet. Yeah, I, I I almost feel like, and again, this is me looking from just being familiar between documentaries, between you know what you've told me. I almost feel like they would have a lot of like smaller like small business restaurants or breakfast places out in Seattle, yeah. like Providence does. Yeah, I mean. There definitely are some places I, I haven't done a very good job of looking. Um, so there definitely are some places. There are just millions of like independent coffee shops, though, here. I mean, Seattle is huge with that. Um, it's like every other block you go, you see this another coffee shop, you know, 
Um, and that's not really my thing. Like, I don't spend a lot of time in those kinds of places, but, you know, I don't, I mean, I might pick up a coffee here and there, but if they have like good pastries or something, then I'd probably be a little more interested. Um, I'm also trying to find a place, you know, like PVD donuts. I'm trying to find a place like that, maybe that like specializes in gourmet donuts. That'd be cool. Hmm. I'm, I swear there was, isn't voodoo in Washington or is that Oregon? Uh, you might be right. There might be voodoo donuts here. I got to check that out. You know, um, cause I know my father, when he was working out there, they have six locations, Portland, yeah. Portland, Milwaukee, you, nope, that's, that's mostly, yeah, nope. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what's big out here, um, but I'll let you know as soon as I find out. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm looking forward to when I come out there, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna live it up. <laughs> we're going yeah. to. It'd be great. Yeah. You know, um, like I said, I'm just doing a lot of house stuff right now. You know, I've been working on the podcast a lot. Um, try not to pay attention to the news. You know, the news. Yeah. Every time I look, watch something, I'm just like, dude, like, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just over everything. You know? Yeah. Same. Every here. everything is like, and again, this isn't a doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you're on. Like every time you watch the news, it's like doom and gloom. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I avoided it at all costs if I can. It's you just, know, I, yeah, it's not bringing any like uh, sustenance to me or anything. So, yeah, I mean, I'll check. I check, you know, regularly, but I avoid like I like to keep it be kept in the loop. But like, I make sure I don't spend as much time as I used to. I know some people like to be really informed, which is great, cool. But, um, yeah, I think I think for mental health purposes. And people should just be aware of what's going on, but you shouldn't be digging your head deep into some of the shit that's, you know, it, it, it's just, it's, it's dangerous to read, read some of these headlines and try to keep, uh, keep definitely. yourself sane. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think, you know, definitely being informed is good for sure. Um, but yeah, if you dig too deep, then you're just going to get yourself in more trouble and I don't know. Or stress. Jeez. I mean, I look yeah. at the, I, I get anxious when I see headlines these days. Like, I even, um, more often than not, I kind of avoid my Facebook feed a lot these days, because it's just, it's too much after a while. Um, I don't know. I haven't even been spending as much time on Facebook in the last week or so. I've barely posted anything. Um, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I do the same thing. So, like, um, obviously, being Catholic, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I'm doing the whole Lent thing, so I'm trying to stay off of social media. I've removed all the apps minus Snapchat yep. off my phone and Twitter for, you know, bedlam purposes. Um, but you know, I've removed all social media because it's just, it's, it's very toxic. Um, I've been meaning to watch that documentary on Netflix. What's it called? The social dilemma. Yeah. My parents actually strongly recommended watching that. So I still have yet to do it, but I should. Yeah. I've been, um, I've been pushing towards trying to read a lot more. You know, I miss reading. Um, I just watched a documentary on Hunter S. Thompson. So I ended up picking up fear and loathing. Um, um, it's a classic. Well, I've seen the movie a million times, but I picked up the book finally because I want to read yeah. the book. Yeah, I've done both. I've seen both the movie and read the book, and they're both. Oh, you've great. read the book. Yeah. Um, you know what book I'm reading currently? I'm reading uh, Alex Trebek's memoir, actually. Um, because you know, I mean, he passed away back in November, and I'm a pretty big Jeopardy fan. I've been 
watching it for a long, long time. You've but, tried out uh, a couple times too. And I've tried out a couple times, failed miserably, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I'm reading this book and it's, it's pretty easy read. They're kind of just like snippets of parts of his life, really. It's not like one big chronological memoir or something. But I'm learning a lot that's really cool about him, and he's quite an awesome dude for sure. So, did um, is that an autobiography or is that a um? Well, he he calls it reflections of my life, so that's what it is essentially. Oh, so just kind of like recalling certain things, and yeah, yeah he's not uh, trying to tell a story or anything. Okay, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that was one, I think, man, I mean, everyone knew it was going to happen because when, when did he announce his cancer? Um... So he announced it, I think, in like March of 2019. Um, and then he passed away just this last November. So, you know, people knew about it for quite a while, well over a year. Yeah, I mean, everyone knew it was going to happen, but they didn't realize that he was going to be like. It was it, that that was sudden. That was one of those oof moments where everyone, the world really kinda, was like, stopped. I kept hoping, you know, because I think I mean, I kept pretty close tabs on it. That was one news story that I would always check up. But um, like as of last summer, I think things were looking pretty good. You know, he was in better spirits. He was in better physical health. Um, and the prognosis was a little bit more um, positive, I guess. But then, you know, and so he kept working all throughout the fall. And, like, he literally worked up until, like, over a week or so before he actually died. So, like, nobody really knew that he was struggling on screen and whatnot. I mean, he, I mean, yeah, he didn't look amazing, but you wouldn't know that just a week later he would be gone. So, yeah, it, it definitely came as a abrupt surprise, I think. Well, it's kind of like when Chadwick Boseman went. Um, nobody That's, even knew that he was yeah, sick. Exactly. Yeah. You never know sometimes. I don't know. No, you don't. You know, you, you, life is short. Um, you know, that's why even like, you know, with, with Corona going on right now. I mean, granted, I think we're, you know, and I keep tabs on everything going on there. Um, yeah. But I think, I think despite the, the talk of this potential fourth wave, I still have some hope that we're kind of on the other end of it now like you know sure if we have a fourth wave i again this is this is going off of faith and not like yeah. data you know but you know i'm trying to like you know like i said more you know house stuff you know there's things i want to do places i want to go i mean i you know you know i'm gonna be gonna be 30 in um in may you know it, yeah not that 30s old but it's one of those, it's one, you know, it's one of those things like, okay, I'm not old, but I am 30. Now I have to, you know, you know, just want to make the best out of everything. You know, you want to. Definitely. Live life to the fullest if you can, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, so yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that? And I mean, you're kind of at this juncture in your life. I mean, even though it's just a number, I mean, you feel good about it, I guess. It's 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 mixed. I'm gonna I'm gonna. This is gonna get kind of like. I don't want to say sappy, but like so. 
there's a lot going through my head. I'm going to be 30. Obviously, I own my own house. You know, I live alone. Um, yeah. You know, in my family, as you've as you've come to know over the years, for sure, um, everyone, most of the people in my family had had their kids younger. Yeah. And the few that didn't have them young, most of them didn't have kids. So, like, there is definitely that thing in the back of my head because you know we've had this talk. You know, the idea of having a family and having yeah. um getting married and whatnot has always been, you know, something that's always been I've wanted to happen. But it's like, you know, now I'm 30 and I wouldn't have like if tomorrow I met the right person, I wouldn't have my first kid until I was like 31 at that rate. Yeah. Um sure. so it definitely there's a bit of it where it's like, okay, cool, 30, I'm young, I'm not, you know, I'm not married, I can get my house done, I got this all this other great things going on. But that 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 way that weighs in a little bit. You know, that that thought does play around in the back of my head. Hmm. Um, you know, yeah, I'm not old, but I'm not like I'm not in my twenties anymore. You know, you're not a kid anymore. Yeah. Um, ironically enough, get this one, I got pulled over last night because my registration, my car went, didn't even know. Oh wow. um, And the thing is I remember when I got pulled over when I was younger. I had the long hair and, you know, the cops were more aggressive about it, you know, because I was like, you know, if you have long hair, you might be a troublemaker, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And now it's like I'm 30 and I'm uh, you know, 29. And they're like, you know, let's see a license. <laughs> OK, sure. It's like they give you no hassle. You're just older now. You're just kind of like I got a clean record. You know, I don't have anything, you know, maybe some speeding tickets, but even yeah. still. You know, so there's 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 a mix, you know, there's there's definitely a mix. That goes through my like the the the, the number doesn't bother me. I think it's the right. life experiences, if that makes sense. At yeah, this point in time. I feel that. I feel like in some ways, you know, once you've hit your thirties, by society, you're kind of expected to, you know, more or less have your shit together. Maybe not fully, but you know, be a decently responsible adult. Um, you know, most people have their own place or something at that point or are at least financially able to live on their own um, and have a, a decent job. Um, certainly some people have started families by that point, but, you know, others still wait a while. But, you know, like you said, you're not in your 20s anymore. You're not a kid. Um, so there's a sense of that sense of responsibility, I think, that kind of comes with being in your early 30s. Um, that's at least kind of what I remember almost six years ago now when I first turned 30. I can't believe that's crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's definitely, like you said, I mean, there's definitely a mixture of feelings though, I think too. Um, I don't know. I mean, cause a lot happens in your thirties. I mean, with most people it's having families, I think um, meeting your significant other, marrying them, having children together, all of that. And I'm, you know, I mean, I'm approaching 36 and I still haven't, <laughs> I haven't found any of that but you know I mean like and we've talked about kids I think the way that I look at it is like I'm not opposed to having children I mean I've worked with kids long enough over the last several years that I've learned a lot about it and I'm not opposed to having them but I'm also not against the idea of not having kids so I'm kind of in the middle I guess um which is good that's like uh you know uh, it's 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 good that you're you know, at that point in life where you're just like, you're not a po like, like you're pretty open to it. You're just like, if I have them, I have them. Yeah. If I don't, I don't, you know, that's how. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, but 
you know, that's that's my that's my thoughts with it. Um, and that's why, like, looking now, um, especially especially after this past year, you know, I definitely want to try to be a little more, you know, live my life a little more, you know, do a little a lot more, travel a lot more, you know, yeah. those those projects that you know, oh, maybe I should do that. Nah, I don't have the time. Just fucking just go go balls to the wall. Let yeah. make things happen. Totally. I feel like, you know, I mean, this last year, I mean, so many people have said, you know, oh, we were robbed of so many different or amazing opportunities this year, you know, and while that's kind of true in some ways, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, COVID has definitely made a lot of things pretty tricky. But, you know, like, I dated two different women last year, both during COVID. Um, I was able to travel to Maine. I was able to move out here. Um, I went on a few camping trips. Um, still was able to make a lot of music, even though it was from my home. I wasn't playing shows, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I was pretty fortunate to have a lot of great opportunities, even with COVID going on. Um, and I feel like, you know, so many different people out there are just of the mindset that, you know, you know, you just stay home constantly, constantly in quarantine or whatever, you know, and that nothing's going to be good until everything opens up again. Um, so I don't know. Um, it's hard to say if we were, I mean, yes, we were definitely robbed of certain things, but I still try to make, I guess, the best out of everything as best I could. But even, even still, so let's look at when, you know, you know, even when you and I hung out, yeah. okay? Um, well, first and foremost, I mean, you've been coming to my family's place for holidays for a while now. Years and years and years. But like, even, you know, when it first, this first kicked in, you know, kicked in, you and I, you know, we were, you came over to my house for, um, for Easter, Easter, you yeah. know, and Fabio uh, there too. Yes. Yes. You know, we all kind of almost became like a family in that, you know, in that sense, you know, we can spend quality was, time together. Yeah. Um, I think you were, that was the first time. So that I hung out with anybody after the virus really kicked in. Um, so that was probably almost a good month into it. Um, so I, yeah, I guess I did f spend that first month pretty stagnant <laughs> in my apartment, but, uh, yeah, but that was really cool though. That was a great little gathering and we just hung out in your garage and the sun shined and everything. And, and then 4th of July, we went to my parents' house. Wham in the pool. Yeah, we had, you, you know what? We had, planet. what? I was on a different plane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You having a good time with my grandmother? She was dying. You're like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh man. No, we had we had a we. You know what? Like, I lucked out because I didn't lose my job. I didn't. You know, I'm working from home still. Uh, yeah. I'm one of the few fortunate ones. Um, whose yeah. life pretty much didn't change. Let's just say. Let's just summarize that. My life almost didn't change. Um. But, you know, you and I, we still made the best out of last year. Even if you and I pick you up, grab a six-pack, we go back to my house, and we just took a drive. Right. Yeah. No, man, it was – exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, I did – I guess I lost my job. It wasn't necessary. well, it's kind of hard to explain. But, yeah, I was out of work for a good little while there. Um, but, exactly, I just made the best of the situation. Um, and our hangouts were definitely some of the best hangouts – you know, that I had not just during COVID, but in general over the last so many years. Um, it's a great time. And I can't wait for you to come out here so we can continue that. Oh, I cannot 
Wait, that's gonna be that's gonna be a ball. Yeah. Uh, wait, it's Just gonna be. Don't wait. come during like the holidays because then you're gonna have to pay an arm and a leg. But otherwise, it should be pretty good the rest of the year. Yeah, we're well, we're gonna make it work. We'll we'll have a good old Jamie and Sam hangout. <laughs> be able to go for a hike. You know, listen to some Tool. Yeah, definitely. That's another thing. I can't wait when I make my way out there. Just I bet you there's so many great places to hike out there. Oh, it's endless. I mean, there are so many mountains out here. It, and then just, you don't even have to hike in the mountains necessarily. I mean, there's trails all over the place. So it's it really is endless. What's your um, What's your favorite place to hike out there, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I, I, I don't think I can pinpoint it right now because I haven't really tried yet. Um, and I wasn't... I wasn't doing much hiking, you know, when I lived here originally. Um, it was really when I lived back east that I started hiking mountains and camping a lot. Um, but I know a few different locations around here. I mean, I think you're familiar with Mount Rainier, right? You know, that exists. Yep. So um, there's a lot of great trails toward the base of the mountain, a lot of great places to camp. So that's definitely some place where I want to try. And then, like, on the other side, in the like just being uh before the coast there are the olympic mountains um which is kind of on a gigantic peninsula almost um and those are pretty cool too so i want to check that out for sure um and you know they're like snow covered all throughout the year so <laughs> that's not something you see in the northeast no you gotta you gotta really go up to maine to see that yeah i think so um, because we don't have too much of that up here, around here. Yeah. Um, not even New Hampshire. Like, you really got to go up north to see that. But even still, is yeah. Mount Washington, like? I never made it to Mount Washington. That was the one place that I, even if I just drove to the top with buddies or whatever, I never tried it out. So I think it, I'm not sure if it's snow covered all year long, but I know it can get, like, windy as hell up there, for sure. Yeah, I know that. I knew that. Um... <laughs> So my la my you know what am one of my last questions I have for you while we're on here um so what 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 in your life do you think has changed the most like like what has changed the most since moving back to Seattle uh from when I lived out here like twelve years ago or even um, just now even from being in Rhode Island yeah um. I think that my time in Rhode Island, my takeaway, I mean, I've had a lot of time to think now that I've been back here. Um, and I really reflected on my time in Rhode Island. Um, and I think in even the time that you've known me, that maturity is the biggest takeaway that I can think of. I mean, when I first moved to Providence in, I think it was September of 2008, I was, I was only 20, I was 23, I think. So, you know, um, pretty young. And I was, I feel like in a lot of ways, I was a kid in many ways. I didn't have much experiences with a lot of things. I knew how to travel and to find my own apartment and get a job and whatnot. But I hadn't had much luck with girlfriends. And I certainly hadn't finished school, college or anything like that. Um, but just like my personality even was rather immature, I think. And so I think just, you know, experiencing the different relationships that I went through slowly progressing with work, going back to school at Rick, which is where we met, um, you know, all of that kind of enhanced who I was as a person, playing in different musical groups too, um, made me become a better musician. I wasn't playing guitar. <laughs> I wasn't playing guitar at all when I first moved to Providence. I was playing drums. 
and I completely by by myself learned how to start playing guitar and that was a huge thing I guess that was another big thing is that I became this folk musician in Providence so yeah I'd say maturity and becoming a pretty good singer songwriter were the big two takeaways that I can think of nice nice well um it's almost one o'clock over here um Jamie it's great talking to you. I'm going to have to give you a call. We're going to have to do like a every couple of weeks. We'll have to give each other a call. Um, I agree. Text out. Yeah, I would love to do that for sure. Um, but miss you, bud. Uh, we will make plans within the next year to get me out there. Hang out. Have a good time. We'll make it happen. I miss you too, buddy. Thank you so much for having me on today. Not a problem. And for those of you who don't already do so, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Bedlam Media. You can find myself as the SOB Official. Jamie, you can find on Facebook at the Jamie Craighead Music. And I believe YouTube at Jamie Craighead Trio or Jamie yeah, Craighead Experience. Just type my name and you'll find the videos for sure. He's tall enough. You won't miss him. That's <laughs> um, yeah, you, um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. And please do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi... We've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.